Welcome to the Athena Wellness Podcast, the show that invites you to take a seat around the community fire and listen to stories that inspire. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson, author, coach, and founder of Athena Wellness, a company that prides itself on sharing practical wellness and life solutions for busy people. Hello, and welcome to episode 14. Thank you so much for joining me for this shortened Wellness Wednesday episode, a little midweek boost to help keep your warrior vibe high. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're doing all the right things, following whatever food rules you put in place. Maybe you're counting calories or macros or following a specific meal plan, but you're not getting the results you intended, whatever they may be for you and you're discouraged because you're putting in the work. If you're like most of us, in a moment of weakness, usually after a demanding week or a stressful event of some sort, you give in, and you dive into whatever was off-limit with abandon. This momentary self-indulgence is usually followed by regret and or guilt, and you feel even worse because you disappointed yourself. Well, today I want to briefly chat about what causes that intense craving in the first place and how you might think about addressing your cravings going forward. Today we'll be exploring what a craving is, and I'll share an insight that's been incredibly helpful to me, and then end with some strategies that can help you deal with your cravings. So sit back, take a nice long breath to ground yourself in presence, and let's get started. First, what is a craving? It's an intense urge to eat a specific type of food. And what I find bewildering is that this can happen to me right after I've eaten a meal. So there's definitely a difference between true hunger and cravings. Here's the most helpful insight I've found to be able to tell the difference between the two. When I get a hunger sensation, I explore what would satisfy that hunger. If it's a general need for food, it's probably physical hunger. If it's an intense need for a specific food, it's probably a craving stemming from a non-physical reason. And the key is knowing the difference between what the body needs and what the mind desires. Characteristics of hunger include a gradual development of that feeling, and that usually happens several hours after your last meal, and it dissipates after eating. Conversely, cravings develop suddenly, and they persist regardless of the last time you've had a meal. Unlike hunger, where eating leads to fulfillment, Eating in response to a craving can result in negative feelings like guilt or regret. So check in when hunger arises. What are you really hungry for? For example, if you're feeling an intense craving for your mom's pasta or chocolate ice cream, would that hunger be satisfied with an apple? If the answer is yes, it's probably physical hunger. And if the answer is no, it's probably stemming from some non-physical desire. 
So how do we deal with these non-physical cravings? In order to address the places where I've had an unhealthy relationship with food, I first had to understand when and why I was eating outside of true hunger. So I decided on a five-day fast to better understand when I was reaching for food out of hunger versus habit. And I'll share the results of that experiment at another time. But my takeaway was I mostly get cravings when I'm putting off a work task or at the end of a stressful week. And so I've addressed these in two ways. First, I created ways to deal with the first trigger of putting off a work task by redirecting my energy to counteract that craving and just dealing with the task at hand. Yes, there are times when I'm truly procrastinating, such as putting off a particular call. And in those cases, I set up a little reward system for myself. So take care of the task and then call a friend you've been really wanting to talk to, as an example. But I found that most times I needed a little more time to creatively work through a task I may have been putting off. And in those cases, I take a break or whenever I can, a walk in nature. And that works wonders, and I'm no longer reaching for food, and I'm getting my work done. The second is dealing with the stress of the week. And I found that I was susceptible to impulsive food or drink indulgences on Friday and Saturday nights. And I trace this back to how strict I was with my own dietary guidelines and that was causing the cravings. So to counterbalance this, I allowed myself to eat or drink anything I wanted on any day, as long as I was doing it mindfully. And a curious thing happened. My cravings eased because that need to rebel or react against strict food boundaries was removed. And so was this sense of food being categorized as good or bad. And in addition, even though I gave myself this leniency, my individual food choices remained very much in line with the guidelines I was following, which is primarily an unprocessed plant-based diet. And now when I do indulge, I'm very tuned into why and I pay attention to how much. So here are some strategies that you can try the next time you find yourself in a food craving mode. You can pause to break the reactive response, ideally by redirecting that energy into another activity. You can try to satisfy the craving with just a taste of what you're desiring. You can explore how you'll feel if you did give in to the craving. For example, if you ate a late night piece of chocolate cake, how would it feel once you got back into bed? Would your sleep be disrupted? How about the next day? Another strategy might be to hydrate. Even mild dehydration can cause feelings of hunger. And lastly, if you really slip up, be compassionate with yourself. Allow your body to adjust and get itself back on track. It will. As you experiment, you'll learn that quite often, 
Non-physical cravings are fluid and they recede in time. These simple strategies will give you some relief and allow them to pass. As we bring this episode to a close, keep in mind that mindfulness doesn't make the desire or the craving go away, just like meditation can't make our thoughts disappear. But these mindful strategies support us as we work through the intensity associated with these feelings. And it gives us the opportunity to choose to pause and break the chain of acting on these desires. It's my hope that these techniques will help you address the trigger and not the craving. That your decisions will naturally become healthier. And most of all, that you'll reconnect with the enjoyment of food in a way that balances nourishment for your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know there are many ways you can spend your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with me. Until our paths cross again, be kind to yourself and show your warrior spirit some love. If you know anyone who could benefit from today's episode, please pass it on. And many thanks to all who have subscribed and left a review. Not only does that ensure you'll never miss an episode, but it also helps others find their way to our circle. If you'd like to access the show notes, have a question you'd like addressed on a future episode, or would like a transcript of this episode, visit www.athenawellness.com slash podcast. Until next time, be well.